Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Smile. <laughs> Welcome back to the show today, everyone. In case you didn't know, we do these on YouTube now, so you can go check us out. And that's why I said smile. <laughs> and I, if you're not watching, you're listening, I have a special guest on the show today. My husband, Chris, is joining us. Howdy, everybody. Say hi. Good job. He said hi. Uh, Chris does all of the sign construction and boxing for our Etsy shop. Thank goodness. I'm extremely grateful for him. My fingers could not handle all of it. <laughs> you do fine, he's, but I'm happy to take it on. He's super wonderful. And so we thought today it would be really fun and interesting. Um, I'm sorry, you guys, this is like a new background. I'm just really enjoying it. Okay. I'm going to focus. Um, thanks hubby for the big, we weren't gonna be able to fit behind the tiny one I usually use, but I think I'm just going to use this one now. And now I, I promise I'm going to get on task. Okay, so this is more freeform today. So we thought it would be fun if we did some reminiscing down memory lane, and we're going to tell you, <laughs> we're going to tell you guys the story of our very worst days in our Etsy shop. I was like, reminiscing was an interesting choice. <laughs> we sat down to make this list, and I mean, at least we can laugh about it now. But the very worst days, and so it's beneficial. We're going to tell you what we learned from them, <laughs> and maybe it'll help you either avoid some of the mistakes we made. Or maybe it'll give you some tools for um, problem solving, troubleshooting when things come up for you. Or maybe you can just laugh at us and feel better about your your crappy day. Like well, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe that'll work. So anyway, we're excited to share with you. But it's going to be more freeform. I know you're probably used to me. I mean, I'm probably still going to talk ridiculously fast. And I will not. And he will not, which will be fun. And um. You should tell them. Okay, so we listen to we obviously listen to podcasts like the majority of the world, and he listens to everything on like double or triple speed. Uh, one point five times. Okay, well, to me, I'm like I cannot, I cannot, which is hysterical. Except for you. So <laughs> this is what I was gonna tell you is that he can't listen to me that fast. It's like listening to the Chipmunks. <laughs> I listen to her at one point five speed. Anyone else? I could listen to at one point five speed. And <laughs> okay. So anyway. So I know, so you're getting, you're, that was my way of saying I'm sorry for talking so fast. <laughs> Slash, if you're anything like him, you're welcome because now you don't have to speed me up. But anyway, so today is storytelling day and I'm going to go, I'm going to do the first one because it's by far my worst slash best day ever on Etsy. Okay. So here's what happened. So a number of years ago, oh gosh, <laughs> a number of years ago, um, a customer ordered one of our large signs. So we make some that go above a bed or maybe above a couch, 45 by 21 inches. And you can order them reclaimed wood or you can order them in new wood. And then they are, they're, you know, painted off white for like a farmhousey clean look. And then I paint the lettering on it, right? So this woman ordered a large above bed sign and she chose the new wood, which 
wasn't super common, um, but it was an interest. It was a, I added them because it was a pricing strategy so that I, I priced the new wood ones less than the reclaimed wood ones so that I would show up higher in the search results. So little, little tip for those of you, if you can add another option to your, to your, um, your product that is at a lower price point, Etsy's going to show it as a lower price point in the feed. And you can then sometimes, usually what will happen is people will get the more expensive one anyway, but they'll look at yours earlier because it has the lower price. So just a little pro tip for you. So most people order the reclaimed wood ones, but some people order the new wood ones and that was fine. And we, we wanted to give it like a, <laughs> like a shiplap effect, right? So painted white. And so, okay. But the wood, even though it was new, it, no matter how many coats of paint, chalk paint, thick chalk paint that I put on these signs, the kind of yellowy. It was the oil. It was the oil of the wood. Oh. That was what was bleeding through. It was cedar. And it was a darker cedar. It was much darker than this wood. Well, it's reclaimed wood. Much yeah. Prettier. Um, and this, the oil was seeping through. And so you saw staining and tea staining. It looked like tea staining, yeah. which on the reclaimed wood always looked charming. I don't know why it was so different. It always looked beautiful. In fact, people would pay extra for it. But on the new wood, they're looking for a more contemporary, clean, sleek, shiplap look. And the darn oil from kept, the new wood was ruining my signs. So the first workaround for this was I would use like a oil-based paint oh no oil-based no, um, a primer a, an oil-based primer i was trying to think you guys because initially we tried um like a lacquer first we i would just mm -hmm. like do a polyurethane but that didn't work and the paint didn't stick well and we tried to spray we ended up getting primer that was oil-based okay stain blocking stain blocking and that worked it did but except <laughs> that worked no more tea stains when we did that and so i did that for a number of signs. I mean, it wasn't mm -hmm. like this was the first one. So, okay. So that's the backstory. So the sign goes out and the woman gets it and she loves it. I get like the best five-star review. One of them of my career. You're so funny on camera. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and she, it's glowing. It's this beautiful. So I'm just like, doing my happy dance because the bigger signs make more money. I'm happy. The customer's happy. We're moving along. I've got a great review, which means I'm going to show up in the feed to more buyers and my sign is going to be shown for more people. It was a good day. And then about a month goes by and all of a sudden out of nowhere, that review is changed. So I get a notification from Etsy, your review, you like you, so-and-so left a review. Well, it was the same review. It was updated to one star. I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> she was. And, and so then, it, so the same stuff was there. And then it was one of those, like, you know how you, they'll on Amazon or whatever, they'll write update, like star, 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 update, star, 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 star. And then it was said, this sign gave off the worst smell. It was atrocious. We couldn't live with it. We had to move it out in the garage and now it's worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm, I didn't, she did not message me. Totally fine. She just went out and changed the review. Well, so I go and I DM her because that's what you always do when you get a bad review is the first thing you do is you go DM them because if I respond to the review, then neither of us can update it. So pro tip, do not, do not respond immediately on a review. That's bad. Go DM it first and see what you can do. Well, actually what I did, um, and this is, so this would be controversial. Okay. Plenty of sellers would be like, this isn't your fault. It was a month later. You don't know, whatever, whatever, whatever. My thing is we always take care of the customer. I want the customer to have a great, great experience. And I will do kind of whatever it takes to make that happen. And I can do that because I have an established shop. 
I have a lot of great reviews. I already know that that is going to be very, 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 very rare that I'm going to have any loss because I took care of a customer. So that's my choice. That's what I do. So I immediately completely refunded the sign before I even reached out to her. And I, and then I DM'd her. So I refunded, you know, $200. And I said, you know, just super apologetic. I am so sorry to hear this. We have never gotten this feedback before. True. Never gotten it before. Um, that would, that, would upset me so much too. I have a sensitive nose. I'm so sorry. I have refunded the entire, the entire thing back to you. You know, please do what you like with it. You don't have to send it back to me. And I would love to make you another piece on the house or what, what can I do kind of thing. So then she goes back in and updates it again, back to five star <laughs> and just what, you know, and I did take a hit for it, but at the same time, when I'm weighing it out, first of all, like, I don't, it's not like it was her fault the sign was giving off fumes. Like that's not fun for your bedroom. That's not healthy. That's not right. okay. So it turned out great in the sense that she updated the review and said, this seller is top notch. She will take care of you. She completely made this right. I would totally trust her again. And we ended up, it was, actually this is, I never told this part of the story before because some of you have heard this other part. Um, <laughs> so she ended up actually putting in another order for another smaller sign just to thank me for like taking care of her. And she ordered one that had a stained, um, frame. And so, so I actually also re, uh, refunded that one. And she's all like, you don't have to do that. I'm like, I really want to take care of you. And I was like, but we need to have a conversation because if you're sensitive to smells, <laughs> the stain, the stain might linger and bother you. Like stain tends to linger. So we should change it to painted, but it was so funny. Cause then I was just, you know, <laughs> yeah. A little nervous about little... <laughs> what you were going to send to her and when she opened the box and she still wanted it. Absolutely. But the fun thing, so this, the reason we're sharing the story, other than the fact that it's funny and, and I was dramatic and it turned out great and it's got all these different lessons, is that it ended up making us completely revisit our new wood big sign. Right. I, I think you know, sometimes necessity breeds innovation, mm. right? So... It I wasn't made, getting that feedback again. It makes it made me look at a different way to do it. And I found an actual shiplap that was sold. So it was a different solution to the same product. It ended up being faster. Yeah, um, it way ended better. Up having a better look mm -hmm. um, that really matched better with what I think that clientele was looking for. Yeah, super clean. Um, it was easier for me to work. It was easier for you to paint. And overall, I think it cost the same money or maybe a slightly less. That's what I was wondering is what did it cost? It was I think it was about the same or slightly less. <laughs> Amazing. But you ha you learn from those mistakes. So I think it was great. I'm just telling you when that one star review came <laughs> in, I'm just so glad I could turn turn her around. It was it, it was a, not a great day for me either. She got a <laughs> one star review. <laughs> <laughs> My therapist here had to, had to contend with that. Okay, so take it. I, I probably drew that story out longer, but if this is the case, like classic Lizzie. So take number, take the next story. Well, that was your worst day. I think okay. my worst day was a series of days over a period of time. Oh, I know where he's going. Um, and so for those of you that don't know, we are, again, I am building these signs by hand, um, using power tools, but we don't, we don't have a machine making them. I'm making them. And we sand the faces of these reclaimed wood signs and actually many of the newer wood signs to make them smooth so that they're easier to paint. And it gives a nice texture. Again, it gives it a nice, um, what do they call that? Um, finish? It's not a finish. It's like Grain? a- Grain? Um, no, um, it, it doesn't matter. He hates um, it when I try to guess what yeah, he's trying to do. <laughs> yeah, so it's not the point of the story. But the, the sanders, um, Again, we're using an industrial application, if you think about it. Yeah. 
Um, and we had a weekend where we had a lot of signs to build. And it, That's it, a lot. Like 40, 30, 40? It was going to take me probably 12 hours of building over the weekend. Um, and again, I'm doing this at night and on the weekends. I, yeah. you know, I have a full-time job during the week. Um, and we have a family and we have other obligations. And so this isn't something that it was like, oh, it's just a, it was a light week of 10 hours for the whole week. It was a light, it was a heavy weekend of 10 hours over a weekend. And um, so I used to buy my tools from a store that it really isn't around much anymore, but it was supposed to be a heavy duty sander and I, it broke, it just stopped working. And that happens sometimes, you know, our tools break. You, you probably need to build that into your budgeting. Of course. Is replacing uh, pieces and they always break at the, at the time you don't convenient want them time. to. Yeah. So this, this sander broke and I went and bought another one and they weren't cheap. I was buying an inexpensive one for what they were. It was $150. We were still just... Yeah, we didn't have enough money. We didn't have it in the budget to go buy another sander, but there was no way to sell these without going. So we made the sacrifice. I went and bought the sander, and I think I bought it Saturday morning, and it broke again the next day. It didn't last 48 hours, and it stopped again. I boxed it up. I walked back (laughs) to that store. I didn't walk. I drove back to that store and asked them for a replacement, and they gave me a replacement, and that one lasted about a month. It was bad. It, it was it was very frustrating. And what I think it made me realize is that, number one, you need to have a plan to, to yeah, replace equipment. Yeah, we started budgeting more for yeah. these things. Yeah. And you get what you pay for. I stopped buying the least expensive tool. Weekend Warrior tool. Yeah, and really started investing in better tools. You you They tend to not break as much. Um, I mean, we have some tools that have just been godsends mm-hmm. in, in in the business um they don't know that much more right i mean it's not like you're no. paying double that's the thing is that you're this one was probably a 60 percent increase okay um so it was you know it was almost yeah probably 60 to 70 percent more but it's still running but that same it, exact device didn't it sand better too didn't it, it do did. a better job like here's the thing you have to consider the time things take too right because him running to the store when he's only got the weekend to build right being able to sand faster didn't the sandpaper change too um, we did, that was part of the equation as mm-hmm. well. We ended up changing to a different type of sandpaper. Um, we don't because spend it as kept much breaking. on sandpaper yeah. now either. Yeah, I mean. It, or the belts. I think part of what you're looking at is that you, you need to you need to do what your business can afford, obviously. Like, yes, you, we did just slap it together in the beginning. Yeah. And you should. You should just get, get going. Like, right. Let's don't go. go into grave debt <laughs> to try to get your Etsy business off the ground. No. But when you can, replace it with better equipment. You know, it's just like. You know, you can buy a big pen or you can buy a nicer cross pen or something else. And there is a difference in how they feel. Spoken like a man. Yeah. So to me, that was just like the worst for me was these things breaking. We had yeah. a deadline. Um, you needed to be. It wasn't like I could sand them by hand. No. Um, <laughs> and, and so to me, that was the worst was equipment failures that made it so that I wasn't going to be able to deliver on the deadlines and having to chase machines around. And, I feel like other things them. broke then too. I feel like we're not remembering, but there was oh, more yeah. that happened because that period just remains a seat of stress. I'm you know? sure that your listeners don't want to listen to all the broken machines. No, I mean, the point has been made, yeah. but still. Yeah. So that was mine. Okay. That was my worst. That was your worst. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Restoring Relationships. 
So Restoring Relationships is a ministry that helps people find healing in their most precious relationships. As we grow up, we have all kinds of traumas, heartbreaks, and identity-forming moments that take place, and they affect who we become and how we cope with life. Now, one of the biggest mistakes adults make when they're trying to work through relational issues is they only focus on the problems today. But psychologists have known for years that we can't completely resolve our current problems without first addressing the roots of them back early on when the first childhood wound took place. You know, that's right. And since Lizzie and I worked together in various businesses, in addition to being married to each other, we needed to work through our baggage that we brought to our relationship from the past before we could have a healthy marriage, let alone be able to have an effective working relationship together. So true. In fact, early on in our marriage, we hit such a painful season that we were sure we were headed for divorce. It very much felt hopeless and impossible to recover from. But then we were guided to restoring relationships and also the founder, Dominic Herbst, who's a Christian psychologist. And this program played an enormous role in helping our marriage to heal and ultimately become the most amazing, healthy, and connected relationship. So true, Lizzie. It's an excellent program. The Primary Tools, a video series and PDF journal that can be accessed online in the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can go through the lessons at your own pace, and I recommend Faster is Better. And if you need any additional professional help, Dominic and his team are always there and available for hired sessions as well. We recommend it with all of our hearts. We've seen countless friends, colleagues, even strangers who read my blog experience real breakthrough in their most precious relationships. If you know you could use some help in dealing with past hurts, or you have a relationship that's in a lot of turmoil today, you should check this out. You can see more about our personal story and get access to the Restoring Relationships online journey at myrrjourney.com. That's my R as in Romeo, R as in Romeo, journey.com. And it's also linked in the show notes. You know, we hope that you will experience as much life-changing breakthrough and healing as we have. Absolutely. You deserve it. Okay, so this next one, we were talking about this, and I initially thought he was going to tell this story, but he didn't really remember it very well, and oh gosh, do I remember it. And then, and coming up, actually, it's really funny, there was one that I should really remember that I guess I blocked out, and he's going to tell that one next, but so, story number three, um, earlier on in our business, I, I basically took any order I could get. If someone wanted to do a custom piece, we did it, and we just figured it out because we wanted to, we're building our shop. We, you know, that was just my attitude in the beginning. I was going to hustle. So we took this custom order for, so it was a size we didn't have a box for. It was a reclaimed wood sign that was kind of a rectangle, a vertical rectangle. And it had, um, we were painting, it was, you know, raw wood, just like our background here. So kind of dark, but darker. And then the lettering, there was a lot of it. She wanted a whole long quote on this sign and the lettering was in white and blue. And this would make no sense to someone who doesn't paint every day like this, but listen, like literally when I paint a sign that is black lettering, it is the fastest sign to paint. It is one coat. I am done. There's very little to fix. And I've tried this again before you start thinking, Oh, this just changed your paint brand. I have tried so many different brands and it's the same for every single brand. Black is easy done. When you change up the color, depending on the color, like gray takes two coats, a dark Brown takes three coats. So when I paint a Brown, an espresso Brown sign, it, it's like painting three signs. So white and blue, though, takes five coats. So each, can you tell I have opinions and feelings about this? <laughs> each, 
each coat of the, it was like painting the sign five times to paint it once. Okay. Because of how many, and then you're doing a lot of fixing. And with, um, since there was no paint in the background, it was just wood. You use an exacto knife to kind of, if you have any bleeds or anything you need to fix it, it's just a lot of, have I made the point that it's a lot of work? It's a lot of work. <laughs> so the sign was breathtaking. I wonder if I have pictures. That was a gorgeous, gorgeous sign. And she was precious. I was so glad to do it for her. And we, so we didn't have a box. He's piecing together cardboard on the kitchen island trying to form up and he he knew how to don't get me wrong like we had done this plenty of times right. where you were building boxes you we knew how to do it but the point is it took more time right we were working hard so we ship it out sign breaks in the mail the the wood just it got bumped or something and it just broke yeah a huge chunk it was unusual it was kind of wild and i felt terrible and of course took care of the customer and she was fine i was going to get her a new one she was super gracious and so I'm, but also I'll tell you when I, when we do have a problem like that, when there's a breakage or there's a problem that is our fault, we bump you up to the top of the list and we get your sign out right away. We redo it really fast. So we get back to work and he's got to go build a new one on like a weeknight because it's not like we had another one in the garage waiting, you know, to get painted because it was right. not, it was a custom a size. size. I get back to painting it. So it's like painting five signs all over again. It was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. We ship it out. It broke again. It broke again. I, I, this has never happened I before. I tried to quit. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't let me. I gave him my notice, two weeks notice, wouldn't let me. Same thing. So what did we decide? <laughs> what did we decide? It was like a wood issue, right? We decided yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I think in that situation, what I remember doing is I just found a different source for the reclaimed wood. You it know, was it too soft. Place. It was too soft, too brittle. Um, and now when it goes in our boxes, they're literally engineered to really protect it right. so we don't have the problem but when you're piecing it together you don't have the same corners i think it was some of that but mostly it was just i needed to find a different source mm -hmm. for the wood. did we stop using that batch altogether do you think we may have yeah it's been several years and we've gone through tons of wood so i mean literally mm -hmm. probably ten thousand pounds of wood i have no idea if i kept on using that wood or not it just i was not using it again for that lady because as it is <laughs> i thought i was going to drive it to her house I know. And I don't know where she lived, probably I Connecticut. I don't remember. But... She was so precious and understanding Thank and lovely. Goodness. Yeah, and I took care of her. Um, and, you know, the other thing I will say, so in the beginning, I really encourage you, like, do what you need to do to get the sales. Like, if you really want to build your business, take the custom orders, do the harder work. I wouldn't do it differently. But I will tell you, as we've grown and matured in the business, we've made a lot of changes and we don't really do customs very much anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't mind doing a custom phrase, but we don't really do custom sizes where he's having to figure out boxes. We want to keep it simple. We keep it to our sizes. Right now, I only offer black lettering right. because, I mean, honestly, I was starting to have problems with my hands from all the painting, you know, mm -hmm. and that's why we've We've even phased the, the sign shop back a bit as this business has grown and I can start helping other folks with their Etsy shops and we have websites. I'm still like a huge advocate for Etsy, but one of the things that we've learned through all of this is what do we want to do and what do we not want to do? And and I think giving yourself the freedom, right. you know, and some people didn't like it when I changed. They're like, why don't you do colors anymore? And I just said, you know, this is a decision we need to make to keep up with the, or with the order volume because right. we're still doing just as much as we want to do. We, in fact, we tamp it back mm -hmm. so that we don't have to take as many. So feel free in your shop to make decisions and just do the work you want to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now we're going to go to the story that I have blocked out. <laughs> the missing packages. I do not remember this. Yeah. So it was a Christmas shipping. Um, Pre-COVID. Yeah. This is like 2018. Is that I what think. you're so thinking? Like three years ago. 
And so definitely pre-COVID. And, you know, you were always very smart about cutting off I'm not messing with the deadline. I am not messing with someone not getting their Christmas present. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's very disappointing. It's a great way to make someone not happy. And and so you made a cutoff of several weeks. 10th of December. Yeah. And it may have been, it was the last day we shipped. Yeah. Okay. Because it used to be, actually, USPS did get it there in two to three days, evening yeah, Christmas. Not That's now. not anymore. Yeah. Not not even remotely. And that was even before COVID. So right. this was this must have been 2018. You're right. Yeah. So. And so I remember it was a. I remember explicitly taking 20 to 25 boxes to the post office <laughs> that day. It was like a Friday. This was before Miguel, our postman. Yeah. It, yeah. We had no relationship with the postman. If we would have, um, he probably would have not answered your calls. No, I think this was back when we had. A different person that we didn't we didn't get along with. Yeah, and um, so I remember taking them to the post office. They literally had a semi truck trailer that they just had me load them on. (laughs) At that point, we did not have them scanned, and that was a big learning point that you can like reiterate. So when you use Etsy labels, I'm sure this works when you use the other other places as well but when you print etsy labels you can print a scan sheet where it scans in them all in so that when you go to the post office they don't have to scan each one Mm -hmm. or when when miguel comes to pick them up he just scans the sheet and it puts all of them in and shows them as received by the post office right do it do it don't ever not do it if they say they won't do it take it to a different post office make sure you get that thing scanned because yeah so i remember you were watching them the the package i used to i used to watch them yeah and just to make sure that they were getting where they needed to go again you knew I was a lot paranoid. of them christmas presents mm-hmm. and so if they went out on the 10th we were getting into like the 20th and there was four or five that had still not been delivered i think there was one or two that still didn't even show an initial scan it hadn't even scanned it looked like i hadn't sent it and that's another thing i remember okay. you were so upset about oh. it <laughs> I blocked it out. Um, I mean, you were upset because, and you weren't upset with me. You were upset, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to have to refund all these? Right. And, and we I, didn't have the money. Yeah, I mean, that was Christmas. It was right before Christmas. We, we were, it what are we going to do? It would have been thousands of dollars. And I, I remember that I think the last one was delivered, like, on the 24th. So Christmas Miracle I didn't redo up. any of them? You didn't have to redo any of them. Oh, but my we gosh. learned through it. Okay. Don't, number one. Um, don't wait till the last minute to ship things. Number two, make sure they get scanned in. Yeah. But think about it. That was like two over two weeks that you were upset and watching these things. And I mean, it didn't ruin Christmas, but it definitely made it so that it was less fun than a normal. Yeah, it was. And stressful. it should have been a good holiday season. And you were upset because you were worried about your customers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that one stuck with me because. I wanted you to be because I was a basket case. You just you were not enjoying Fair. the holiday season, so. I think, uh, you know, th- sometimes those things just happen, and it, if you are, if you, the biggest thing to do is just to communicate with your customers. Right. Everyone was fine. I didn't get a single bad review. We didn't have a single problem because mm-hmm. I was on top of it, and they knew I was going to take care of them. So right. I think if there's any lesson to really take from that, other than scan your shipping sheet and ship as early as you can, especially right. around the holidays. Just be proactive. I would, I would, I was messaging them and saying, "Hey, I noticed this hadn't been scanned in yet. I just wanted you to know we took it to the post office on this day. I am watching it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of you, no matter how this goes down. I expect it should be there. I expect it to get scanned in at any point now because they've had it for X number of days. I'm going to take care of you. And just that's really what people want to hear. They're not even. I mean, they they want to have it on time, but even more than that, I think they're afraid. Right. You're, you're not going to refund them. Re- yeah. You're not going to send a new one. You're just going to say, well, "It's not my problem. I sent it." 
I always want to make sure they know that I'm in this with them and I am going to take care of them no matter what the post office does. So in a world where ghosting has kind of become the norm, uh, even I by businesses, ghosting. That that's where I think your communication is helped. Your the, the sign shop do so well because you tend to over communicate if there was such a thing. D- me over communicate? <laughs> if your listener didn't already know that, <laughs> that was the PSA of the day. <laughs> Spoken from the husband. Yeah. But we have a great relationship because I over communicate. Oh, you never you. have to guess what's going on in my head. N- never. Never do. <laughs> I do remember in the uh, beginning yeah. of our marriage, though, you used to be like, what woman, I, I cannot read your mind. <laughs> I cannot. And so here's here's what you get. No, and you get that I feedback. Agree. No, so I, pick love which one. I love you dearly. <laughs> I love the way you communicate with me. I really do. Okay, one more. And um, okay, so if you were listening two episodes ago, I alluded to this because it was when I had a terrible week in my sign shop and I had made a huge mistake and I didn't have time to get into it. So I said, go check out TikTok or Instagram Reels because it was over there. But I'm going to share it here. It works out perfectly because, well, this was another terrible slash wonderful day story <laughs> situation. So once again, I want you to envision large signs over your bed, 45 by 21 inches. Um, we also make them fra- in, with frames. So two different people had ordered two totally different phrases on signs with a, with a frame. Large. These things weigh... 15, 17 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> they no. are expensive to ship and mm-hmm. they take a long time to paint. Um, they're pretty easy actually for you to build. Yeah, they're not hard it's to build. big cut. Yeah. It's really, yeah. The boxing though is less easy. Yeah. And with, with the homemade or not with non homemade boxes. With our box company. Boxing, yeah. They're not bad. I hate boxing anything really though. So, okay. So I paint them. As you can imagine, they take a lot of time, care, detail. I'm carrying these heavy things around. They are not my favorite other than the profit. Uh, is my favorite. <laughs> so I get them done and we they go out the same day. They are mm-hmm. boxed, shipped, gone. Okay. Several days later, one of them reaches out to me and says, hi, I got my sign. It's absolutely beautiful, but it has the wrong color frame on it. It has, um, it's painted black and it was supposed to be stained. And so I realize I switched the frames on, the, on these two enormous signs, switched. They are traded out. We still don't know if you just wrote it down wrong or if I inadvertently switched them in the building process. We don't know where the problem happened. I know. I, I, che- I double-checked. I wrote them down right. I didn't check after you went to go frame them. I didn't mm. give you the right ones with the right signs okay. to frame. It, it was my fault. <laughs> it was totally my didn't fault. didn't matter. Either way, so both of them end up... <laughs> getting the wrong one and the first these things never want to stay on my head if you guys ever wear those fabric headbands they're just problematic but they're cute i hate that problem for me too i know i'm sure you, we could oh we could put it on your little he's got poofy hair um <laughs> so so okay so she reaches out and i'm just like oh my gosh and i'm kind of waiting to see what happens with the other i reach out to the other lady too and i'm just like hey another one of our customers got the wrong colored frame i'm wondering if you did i'm trying to figure out is did it well a I knew it had to be her that I switched them with because they were the only two I'd shipped that week. But sometimes customers just don't even, they were like, I love it. Don't worry about it. And then I'll just give them a 30% partial refund and move mm-hmm. on and it's fine. Um, sometimes they really don't care. Well, uh, in this case, they both cared. So, which is completely fair. It is on me. But the thing is, is that now there, I can't charge inch, like they didn't break in the mail. It's not the customer's fault where I have, you know. I can get them back and resell them. Uh, when this happens, when it's my mistake, my fault, I do not require my customer to send it back because 
for them to rebox that right. monstrosity, A, it's probably going to break coming back to me anyway because they don't know how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. And B, I screwed up and now I'm going to make them go through the hassle of doing that. It's simply my procedure not to. I tell them, I know some of you may think I'm crazy. I Sometimes I think I am too, but I'm just like <laughs> going to take care of that customer. I am not going to put the, I'm going to make it the easiest screw up. They already have to wait on me. I've already made the mistake. So I said, you can sell it. You can get, gift it. You can keep it. It's your, you can throw it away. I don't care. I'm sending you a new one. So, but then it's expensive for us because we, we have to rebuild it again. We, it's probably the most expensive in the time it takes to paint right. it again and to, shipping. and to ship it again, because they are so heavy and big that they're very expensive to ship. So <clears throat> kind of had to take the hit and it stunk. But the second sign, um, it ended up being super sweet. So the lady was, um, the lady messaged me back and it turned out, so the one that, that she had gotten said, you comma me. And the dogs, super cute. Sometimes people custom made it to like the doodles or, or their dog's name or whatever, just cute. And so she said, so this is actually kind of funny because we work for a dog rescue. Our th- we have three dogs and they're all disabled. She sends me this picture of this dog named Goose who literally has back leg wheelchairs, like a back, like a wheelchair for its back legs. And it's a dachshund. It was just ridiculously can you imagine it was ridiculously cute i mean goose bless his sweetheart so she sends this me she's like so we work for the rescue that we got them from he actually came out of one of those big hurricanes hurricane harvey he'd been abandoned and whatever it had he'd gotten injured during that experience and his spine as so we needed this wheelchair and it's just sad okay and i'm an animal lover and she's like so it turns out that our rescue is hosting a um fundraiser uh an auction literally in two weeks. And she's like, this is kind of amazing because now we're going to use the, and use the sign for the auction. And I said, yes, amazing. Please do it. Do it in your name. She's like, we'll see, we'll share your, your sign. I'm like, don't even worry about me. Do it in your name. Tell them if they're going to ship it, I will have the rescue bill me for the shipping. I will, I, I just like made lemonade, le- lemonade out of lemons. And it was super, pers- so she was really tickled. <laughs> and then I got to tell the other lady, like, you know, like, cause well, we'd already gotten good report at that point. I wasn't, she wasn't just like mad about her sign. And I'm like, Hey, you should be happy because it's going to these disabled dogs <laughs> because I flipped it, but she was just tickled by it. And she actually, she got her sign and she was happy. So it turned out super cute mm-hmm. and good. And I got, Oh, the lady with the disabled dog wrote a glowing review before she even got her replacement sign. She was so touched and tickled. And I'm like, okay. Okay, this is worth it. We've had a good day in society. I've been a good citizen. <laughs> I've made my screw up into like a good thing. You were not happy before. All oh that my happened. gosh, I was devastated. I was already feeling, I don't know, something other. I think I was just overwhelmed already that week. And then mm-hmm. to, ha- to, have, to have that happen and it was my fault, not, not good. And it wasn't like they both basically happened the same day because you found out the first one. So then I knew I had to have the other one. knew that the other one was also messed up. <laughs> had to go somewhere. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think from that one, um, I learned that, well, A, I'm double checking my frames yeah. before they go out uh, big time. But also, I think it was a really good reassurance that, you know, you can make everything turn out okay. Yeah. For the most part, like, I take it so seriously because I really do care about the customer experience and I care about mm-hmm. my reputation as a shop. I care about the example I set for you guys. Like, I just care. But you can always turn, like, if you're, if that is your motive, you can always turn it around. Right. It can always turn out okay. And even if you get a bad review, you can always put a, that you can't change. You can always put a really kind comment there 
that reflects well mm-hmm. on you for future buyers. Like it doesn't right. have to completely kill you. So. No. And I, I think that, that all of these, I mean, there's so many other things that have happened over the years. Yeah. Um, I think we just, you have to have a good attitude about it and just say yes. like, okay, you know, what did I learn from this? And like, we still, we laugh about many yes. of them now. Like what they do we need to change? Moment, like but, what can we change and yeah. adjust? Like right. where do we need to draw a line and say, we don't want to do this piece. You right. know, if we can get around it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think if as, as a business, like you have to be ready to change, to um, pivot. Yeah. To pivot and to just change processes, change products. Um, make them so that it works better for the customer, but it also works better for us or for you mm-hmm. as the business owner, because making something you just detest making yes. that really is hard on you physically, mentally, or emotionally, like why? Yeah. Give yourself the freedom to change. Yeah. But this was fun. Yeah, it was good. Things were coming. I, uh, I know you had to like take a break from your work day. Yeah, I'm sure that I need to go back to work soon. So. <laughs> but this is a great way to spend lunch. So. Oh, well, we hope you guys enjoyed it. It was, a, it was a good time. I hope you learned something, maybe laughed at our expense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you need to laugh, listen to I mean, the first 10 minutes. Maybe, I know, so. right? Well, let us know if you enjoy this kind of an episode and I'll you know, sweet talk the the hubby here to get on more often, but we love you guys. We appreciate you. We hope you have an awesome week. Get after those holiday orders. Coming quick. I know it's coming in hot. So take care guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye everybody. Bye. And that's a wrap on this episode of how to sell your stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.